Let's have a word of prayer. Our dear Lord, we are grateful unto you for tonight. We thank you for this privilege to be here. We've gathered here all because of your word. Your word which is light and its spirit. I pray that tonight, with this opportunity that I have, Father, you yourself will speak and let your word be preeminent in this meeting. And may your name be praised. Give us the heart, O Lord, even to receive your word and understanding that we need. And as we live here, your name shall be praised. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Tonight we are sharing on the topic, Overcoming Evil with Good. Overcoming Evil with Good. trying to find out the meaning of evil. And this is not Oxford, but it's a dictionary dot on the mobile phones. <laughs> One said, morally wrong, bad or immoral, being wicked. Other versions say being harmful or injurious, harm or mischief. Then the overcoming said, trying to defeat or to prevail or overpower or overwhelm. So tonight we are looking at where there is evil, how do you defeat or overpower or overwhelm it? Are you also going to use evil? I would say evil to cancel evil. So it is like we are presented with a situation where we have to make a choice where you think somebody has done evil. What will be your response? Are you also going to respond in a similar vein or for you, you are going to do good? So there's a choice that we have to make when you are confronted with such a situation. And as I was reflecting, what I was saying to myself is that if somebody has been evil, I presume that the person is an evil doer. So if you also decide to pay by doing evil, my simple understanding is that you also want to be an evil doer. But are we of the kind who want to be evil doers? Or because of who we are, we will have a different approach. So we have a choice to make. Either to be evil or to do good. Do you want to be an evil doer? Or you want to be a good and a godly person? So a choice has to be made. Then in making this choice, we also have to look whom do I want to please. Of course, if you want to please yourself, 
Then it's like tit for tat. Because he has done it, I must do it. That is the only way I will get my satisfaction. But if we want to please God, I believe, then we cannot be doing evil. And then ultimately, what will be the effect of the choices that we make, either doing evil or doing good. And I believe that in our everyday work, we are confronted with situations where people do evil things to you. They will harm you, either because of what they say or what they are doing. It might be injurious. But how do you respond? Are you also going to do the same? So tonight, that is the topic before us. Overcoming evil with good. But what we are saying is that because of who we are, we will do good, no matter the circumstance. Hallelujah. We will try to look at our first scripture for tonight. Romans chapter 12. We will take it from verse 17 through to 21. Overcoming evil with good. And it says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That is scripture. Let's go back to the verse 7. It says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. So we are confronted with a situation where if somebody has done evil, do you hit back? What should be our response? Scripture is telling us in Romans chapter 12 verse 17 that that for us as children of God, we are not supposed to pay evil with evil. He says, rather provide things in honest in the sight of all men. We are not supposed to play evil or play the game of saying, this person has done that to me. It was injurious. It was harmful. It was evil. It was wicked. It has hurt me. So I will also pay back. That is scripture. And I know it is not easy. Because normal people close around might even tell you, you mean he said this to you, he did that, and you allow him to go scot-free. You have not allowed him to go scot-free. Because you are not supposed to take up that evil practice. And I've observed that once you decide to also hit back, 
by being evil, then in my view, you must be prepared to go for the long haul. Because once you do evil, that doesn't end the matter. Chances are that that person will also come back. And then in that kind of situation, you are in a long haul battle. And it's one after the other. Now I ask myself, have you got that stamina, that resources to go through that? Certainly that should not be a good choice for us. So if scripture says we should not avenge evil for evil, I think we should just stay with it and just do good. There's an example of a family that I know that within four years, six people have died, including youth. Simple reason was that they decided to play the evil game. First, what happened was that the father or the husband died. And as usual, and that you see him, she him. And whether they did, I don't know. But what they came out was that, oh, the wife and the children, you know, they didn't take good care of the man. That is why he died. So we shall see. So they have to play the evil game. So before long, some strange disease happened. And the wife, within less than a year, the wife too was gone. Apparently when they came for the funeral, they said when they were eating, somebody put something in the food. So they knew what the other family had done. Evil game. It didn't end there. Then the man who died, sister in London, they to the other side through the missile. <laughs> so her daughter, a young girl who was 14 years, also was struck. Then the mother herself is gone. Then another cousin of theirs and his son are also gone. Six people within about four years. Simple reason is that you did it and I will do it. And these are not insults, but I will kill you. Not insults, but I will kill you. Because you killed our brother. And in the end, you know, my sister is married in that family. So they decided to turn it on her. So a year by now, they said, blood, issue of blood, serious blood that she was losing. But thank God, her church members stood with her. So she survived it. Her husband came for you know this quotes and the Easter. So he came all the way from the US. He says he came for Easter. He said he was going to put a wreath on his mother's grave. He sat on the grave, all his belts tore apart. You say hey. <laughs> that is why I'm saying if you want to pay back, be ready for the long haul. life situation. So within about four years, six members of the family on other side, including young ones, have passed on. And all because most of them are not godly. 
and they believe in the other things. And this is a true story. It's a true story. So we are talking about overcoming evil with good. So in the event that when the man died, both sides of the family just allow things to be where they are. Is that not the case? But we say we'll fight back by being evil. So you do me, I do you. So the effect is that as you look at the verse 18, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. In this family, I don't think they are going to know peace unless they surrender to our Lord Jesus Christ. Unless there is a repentance and they say, look, shall we put an end and let's live in peace. So the effect is that as you decide to play the evil game, you will not know peace. In fact, around you, there will be tension and confusion. Everybody will be tensed up. Everybody will be stressed up. And I'm saying to myself, is it worth it that we are going to spend time on doing this, that person does that? When the scripture has says, do good, and the matter ends there. And let God take over. Let God take over. So it says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably. With all men. And with all men. No matter what has been done. Yes, they may have done something. To have killed somebody. Can we end it there by doing good? Because if we don't, then which means that even you, as a child of God, are you going to pray that God should kill the other person? Or are you also going to see some malam or some juju man somewhere? Certainly not. Certainly not. And especially in the kind of dispensation that we even have now, I mean the kind of regime and other things that we have now, if you see, go to a place where a lot of evil is being practiced, you can't match them. We can only tend to our God, but not to play the evil game. We can only. It is only our God. You don't play the, I mean, you only have to overcome that evil with good. And God will take control. We know our God. There is no power. There is no power that can stand our God. And our God says, overcome evil with good. Our God says, overcome what? Evil with good. He says, vengeance is his. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. We have no business trying to avenge. Because it doesn't lie in our hands. It does not lie in our hands. It lies in the hands of the Almighty God. So he says, overcome evil with good. Is it too difficult? I'm sure somebody will say, I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> 
Somebody has done this. It's affected you so much. And you are reading scripture. Saying overcome what evil with good. If you are not moving within the right circle. And other people are influencing you. You may find yourself disobeying the word of God. But can we obey the word of God? And just stay with the word of God. I know it is not easy. But because of who we are. We will simply obey the word of God. And I believe you. Trust you. That so long as God is on your side. You will always prevail. You will always prevail. I mean I'm sure for those of you who have been in workplaces. There may have been challenges here and then going through a lot of difficulties. You know the corporate politics in the world, the politics in the workplace. If you meet people who want to be evil, yours is not also to play it back with evil. Because like I said, the moment you also decide to be evil, you become an evildoer. You become an evildoer. I had a situation where, I mean, you know, in positions here and there, people will try, they will undermine you, they will do this, they will do that, they will do that. Somebody did all what he could do. Did all that he could do. And you know, when you just leave everything to God, and God is in control, is it because you cannot match God? And when God is doing the repayment, you understand? When God is doing the repayment, it is without measure. And for this person who did all what he could do, when God said he was bringing shame, he was, it was before a crowd where he stood. And the work that he has struggled to do, he said somebody should help him. And was calling for help. Because what he has struggled and had a mind to get, the person couldn't do it. And when he lifted up the eyes, I won't say he or she, and you know who the person is. When the person lifted their eyes and he turned back, the person looked into my face. Stood in front of an audience and said, I can't do it, I need help. That is God at work. That is God at work. Can you imagine if I had said you are going to struggle? It will mean doing evil. And I will become an evil doer. But I said the God that I serve. His reserves are limitless. His arsenals. I don't know which military camp can contain it. <laughs> Can we just be godly? Can we... You know, God's word is life and what? Spirit. And it's still alive. And this person later came to me. Then, when is he doing that? He will even bring it. Can you help me to do it? That is God at work. And that is when you overcome evil of what? Good. And even pray for your enemies. I know it's difficult for some people. 
pray for your but pray for your enemies. Is it because that is how you want to see God move? If you want to see God move on your behalf, work according to what He says and live by His word. And live by his word. And overcome evil with what? Good. Overcome evil with good. I'll give you another example in the same vein. Again, in all of these, there's a big project that we are handling. And some people have decided that they will make things difficult. So even the resources that you need, they will deny you. But we say God is in control. And the project meeting that we have every morning, we pray. We have a project meeting every morning, 8.30, and we pray. And as we speak, with the first part of the work, we have done 65%, and we have another one year to go. Without the resources that should be... To be blunt, even a project vehicle to be given to us, they say they won't give it to us. And I told my team members, use your own car. And we are moving on. Amen? Because for some people, let's deny these people so that they will not even succeed. But God is in control. We are overcoming evil of what? Good. I tell my team members, pray, let's trust God, we will succeed. And we are succeeding. And they, in fact, when we move into the second phase, those who were against us started writing, I mean, reciting parts of the success story themselves. That is God at work. It's not everything that I speak. Because I know God is working on my behalf and I don't need to talk about it. It is God who does it and not man. And the moment you decide to strive with man, you'll be defeated. And I'm telling you, these are life stories. So the first part of the project, we've done 65%. I'll be leaving them in February, God will end the rest of the one year. God will take care of it. And it's because as Joseph found himself in Pharaoh's house, God is with us. That is why we need to overcome evil of what? Good. And let God do the rest of the work. Hallelujah. And there are examples In the Bible, don't you have the story of David? What didn't Saul do? What didn't Saul do? In First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter sixteen. Here was Saul, who we knew was troubled with evil spirits. In First Samuel, Samuel chapter 16, verse 4, it says, maybe we'll take it from the verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. 
So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. And if an evil spirit is troubling Saul, there has to be a solution. Probably couldn't sleep. In the verse 17, Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. He needs a solution. Fortunately, David was at hand. So in the verse 22, And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Some good had been done by David. But when you go to the same 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11, we know the Philistines had threatened the Israelites. So in the verse, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, we are told what? They were dismayed and greatly afraid. But David came in handy. And we all know that through David, the Israelites had victory, of course, with the Lord on their side. But we know the story fully. So in first Samuel chapter 18, when you look at verse 9, looking at all the praise that had been hit on Saul, they said, and Saul eyed David from that day forward. Evil begins to set in. Somebody who had played the music when the evil spirit had descended on you, Somebody the Lord had used to defeat the Philistines. Well, that is reward. But that is evil from Saul. But we are told in the subsequent chapters, especially in the first Samuel chapter 18, verse 14, that even when David had an opportunity to have dealt with Saul, in the first Samuel 18, 14 says, and David behaved himself wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. Hallelujah. So instead of overcoming evil of evil, what did he do? It was of goodness. That is the example of David. And there are others you read through verse 19 even through to 24. It's the same story. David did not, even though his, the people around him, at a point said, I mean, this is your chance. This is your opportunity. But David will not allow that. He decided to what? Do good. And the Lord took him through. So that was David's example. Of course, we also have the example of Joseph. Again, we know the story. 
In Genesis chapter 37 verse 18. His own brethren. And when they saw him from afar, even before he came near unto them, they did what? They conspired against him to do what? To slay him. His own brethren conspired. Evil. His own brethren. But again, we know the rest of the story. Let's even go to look at Genesis 37 verse 24 and 25. And they even went further apart from the conspirators. What did they do? And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. And there was no water in it. Verse 25. And they sat down to eat bread. Their own brother put him in a pit that there was no water. And they sat down to eat bread. Evil, harmful, injurious. And they lifted up their eyes and looked. And behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and Bam and Miriam going to carry down to Egypt. Given this account, and where we know the situation changed, what should have been Joseph's response? What should have been the response? They've conspired against you. They have sold you. You find yourself in a pit. They are sat down to eat. I don't know what else is a buffet. <laughs> but they are sat down to eat. Evil upon their own brother. But we know the rest of the story. We know the rest of the story. Genesis chapter 45 verses 1 and 2. Overcoming evil with what? Good. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by and he cried. The beginning of doing good. And not repaying his brothers with evil. So he even cried. Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Verse 2. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. Again, we know the rest of the story. Later, God, the brethren, give them food. Father eventually also came to him. And the rest of the story. Can you imagine, again, if Joseph had said that, now I am in charge. You will see what I will do to you. I will let you know that I am in charge. You were those who conspired against me. Make sure that I was put in the pit where there was no water. And you sat down and ate. Today, look at my position. But Joseph, what did he do? He did not overcome evil with evil. Rather, brought them in. Fed them. And again, we know the rest of the story. Again, we know the rest of the story. Jesus' own situation. 
Judas was part of the team. So in Matthew 26, verse 14, Matthew 26, verse 14, we know of the betrayal. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests. Let's continue, verse 15. And said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. But as you go on, he was among those that the Lord sat and ate with. I'm sure somebody would have said, Having betrayed me, and knowing that you have betrayed me, you will see what I will do to you. In fact, even in that same process, around that same time, if you look at John 18, let's quickly look at John 18, 10 and 11 before, no, no, first, rather, Luke 21, 50 to 51. Luke chapter 21, verse 50 and 51. We have got that one, Mr. Where, you know, even those who came trying to arrest Jesus Christ, among the company, someone cut, I mean, slashed the, one of the high priest's servant's ear. But Jesus said, let's put that healed back. I'm sure again, if there was somebody who had said that, once they were on me to kill me, let's just leave him for the blood ooze, and then eventually he would die. But again, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did not do that. What did he do? He rather healed even the high priest's servant's ear that was cut. So this evening as we are talking about the subject matter, overcoming evil with good. What we are saying is that there are some lessons to be learned. First, we should even begin to see the hand of God in whatever happens. Well, let's rather try and find out where is God in this? Because if you look at the example of Joseph, he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Whatever happens, let's begin to find where is God in this. And I believe God will show up. Hallelujah. And then we should also remember that as in 1 Samuel 17 verse 47, it says, the battle belongs to the Lord. It is not for us. Then thirdly, we need to let our nature reflect that nature of God. Because in Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, after Adam and Eve had misbehaved and sinned, I mean that scripture amazes me how the Lord made coats of skins to clothe them. After they had sinned. And they themselves so that they were naked. Knowing our God, what did he do? In Genesis chapter 3, he said, And unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. When they had realized that they were naked, when they had sinned and they had realized that they were naked, God in his own wisdom made coats of skins for them. But again, that is our God. And let our lives reflect the nature of God, so that we will also overcome evil of what? Good. We also know that in spite of all of this sin, God put together the redemption plan for us. 
He didn't say that because of what we have done, let's leave them where they are. But he went ahead and prepared the redemption plan for us. And in 3 John verse 11, because of who we are, we will not do evil. 3 John 11. He says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of whom? God. But he that doeth evil have not seen God. And knowing who we are, so I say that, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. And we are people of God. We are people of God. So our option, the only thing that we can do is to do good. We cannot take the path of doing evil because of who we are. Hallelujah. Because we are of God. We don't do evil. What we have to do is to do God. But he says, but he that doeth evil have not seen God. So for us, the choice is not to do evil, but to do good because of who we are. Then also we have the opportunity for God to be glorified in all of these things. Even if evil has been done, let's leave it to God and our God will glorify Himself. It is an opportunity for us to see the hand of God in our lives. It is an opportunity to see the manifestation of God in our lives. It is not for us to say that, well, now we are taking things into our hands. So even when evil comes in, Let's take the counsel of God. And in doing that, you confuse even the unbeliever. Again, there was one example of somebody who said, thought he had done evil. And somehow his mother died. But I went for the funeral. And somehow where they put me, when I entered, they asked me to sit at a certain place like this. And where I sat, when that person lifted his eyes, I was the one he saw. And after the funeral, the person himself remarked, he was even surprised at the people who came for the funeral. Totally confused. And that is how God confuses your opponents. But if you have said that, oh, I won't go because he's done evil. And I believe through this, in fact, there was one person just on Monday, again, as part of the workplace politics, you know, when we had a new DJ, the, some of the senior staff doing this and doing that. Some will not even talk to you. One of them saw me on Monday. One of them who would not talk. He met me face to face. He said, I would like to be like you. And even one day I would like to be a pastor. His own words. His own, just on Monday. He himself. I said, the Lord is awake. Our God is still alive. Me, I don't talk. I leave everything to God. 
He himself. He said, I would like to be like you. And I said, better be like Jesus Christ. <laughs> better be like Jesus Christ. Overcoming evil with good. Brethren, I'd like to challenge all of us tonight that it does not lie in our hands to overcome evil with evil. It doesn't lie in our hands. I know there are many people who have gone through issues. Somebody may say, well, my father did not even take care of me whilst I was in school. So now that I've got a job, he's now calling me. It is not a time to overcome evil with evil. Hallelujah. It is not a time to overcome evil with evil. If God has had favor on you, whether your father took good care of you or not, you have a job. Honor him. Whatever you can give, give it to him. It does not lie in your hands to pay back whether he looked after you or not. Even among spouses, some are so because you haven't done your marital duties, others have a way of paying back. It doesn't lie in your hands. Continue to do it good. Hallelujah. Because of who we are as children of God. Ours is to do good. Ours is to do good. good. So I'm challenging you and I tonight that even as we've looked at this subject matter, let's overcome evil with good. And let's leave the rest in the hands of God. And we'll see the hand of God. The move of God, it will blow our minds. It's because if we decide to take it up ourselves, there is very little that you can do. But when God is moving, it's beyond measure. It will blow the minds of people. And through that, who knows? It touches the heart of men. And people ask, but who is his God? Who is his God? Let that be said of you. Who is this man's God? And it's because you overcome evil with good. My prayer tonight is that even as we come to a close, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7, another interesting scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7, he said, Even so, now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded and leave the rest to God? And God will handle the case for you. Let's demonstrate that we are people of God. Otherwise, what is the difference between the unbeliever and us? If we pay evil of evil, there's no difference between us. But let's demonstrate that we are different by overcoming evil with good. May the Lord bless all of us. Hallelujah. I believe that we've heard the word of God. Maybe you are saying to yourself, well, it's because it's Pastor Bimpo. 
you can do it, but as for me, you later we'll talk about it another time with God. I know that's what somebody is saying in their heart. You want to bow your heads in prayer and say that the same God, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's able to do it. And may God help us. If there's any difficult situation where we are struggling to let go, then let God's grace abound and abide. You want to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm willing to let go. Help me. Tell the Lord, Lord, this one I find it difficult, but I need your grace. When I think of all that this person has done, what this situation has brought evil upon me, this one is difficult. My Lord, I need strength. Ask God for mercy and for grace to let go. Release somebody from your heart. Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men revile you. Do all manner of evil against you. He says, For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted did the prophets who were before you. Ask the Lord for grace. May God give us all a large heart. An enduring heart. Paul said to the Ephesians, Endeavoring to maintain the unity of the faith in the bond of peace. Peace is very difficult to achieve. It can be very testing. That's why we have to endeavor. We have to make an effort. But that effort comes by the strength of God in me. And this year we are told, God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So things that are difficult, the work of God in you will bring it to pass. What is impossible with men is possible with God. He says, if we do not forgive our enemy, God will not forgive us. So if we want our prayers to be heard, then let's forgive. Let's not repay evil for evil. So Lord, we come to your throne of mercy and grace. We ask that Lord, every petition here be heard. We ask that any difficulty, any serious situation that we see in our eyes as men, you will grant us grace to plow through. Pray that Lord, every burden concerning forgiveness will be lifted. Help us to forgive anyone and to let go of anyone that has done evil. Help us to replace the evil with good. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Bimpong. Take up an offering and bless the Lord. Ashes, please direct them. Church, I'm a walk once